In India, one rand is worth four rupees thirty-one. In Nigeria, one US dollars at one hundred and ninety-eight naira eighty. In Kenya, at one hundred shillings eighty. And in Botswana, ten pula ninety-eight. Looking at the stock market, stocks on the JSE closed in mixed territory, with this resources index the biggest loser. The Orche index declined zero point seven percent to fifty-three thousand five hundred and eighteen. Financials added zero point five percent, and the Industrials twenty-five index was zero point seven percent lower. Top ten resources lost two point seven percent. The gold. Gold mining index rose by 2.4%, and the platinum mining index was 1% firmer. On the capital market, the yield on the R186 government bond closed at 9.34%. European markets ended lower. Britain's FTSE 100, as well as Germany's DAX, were 0.6% down, and the CAC 40 in France weak. We joined on the line now by Nadir Token, investment analyst at 274 Investment Managers. Good morning, Nadir. Good morning, Sakina. Good morning to your listeners. Nadir, let's start by taking a look uh, at the increase in the price of petrol and the impact that this may have on inflation. Yeah, you know, Sakina, I mean, is a fairly drastic increase in the price of petrol, and this obviously has a fairly big knock-on impact onto consumers. One, the cost of traveling. Two, the cost of transporting uh, goods, which, uh, you know, ultimately retailers and uh, people along the various parts of the value chain are going to try and pass on to consumers. So it is going to have quite a drastic impact in inflation. I mean, uh, you know, in excess of 50 cent increase in, uh, you know, the petrol price per liter. So, you know, the impact on inflation is going to be fairly uh, fairly severe. Um, you know, and just as we're getting a bit of inflation uh, reprieve with inflation coming in at 7%, then moderating to under 7%, and then moderating again further, uh, you know, for the month of Mar- for the month of April, should I say, uh, you know, coming in at under 6.3%. But, uh, you know, that reprieve seems to be short-lived. Um, you know, I think we're going to see a tick up in inflation again with an increase in the petrol price. And we know that uh, Reserve Bank Governor Lesetra Kanyaho and the Monetary Policy Committee has uh, warned consistently about the risks of increasing inflation and about their target in combating uh, increasing inflation. So on the back of this, you know, Sakina, I think it's going to be a further interest rate increases are unfortunately going to be unavoidable. Uh, you know, I think when, the timing of when they're going to happen um, you know, it's going to be the more difficult question to answer. Um, you know, I think at the next meeting, we could possibly see a 25 basis point increase. We uh, managed to slip away with no increase at the last meeting. But uh, the increase in infl- inflation rate trajectory, the fact that uh, the U.S. Federal Reserve is possibly looking at hiking interest rates in the coming month, or certainly the reserve, uh, the many reserve, uh, Federal Reserve governors have indicated that that's what their intention is. Um, you know, I think all of these are going to conspire to force uh, the monetary policy committee hand a little bit into increasing interest rates. So definitely not the need for consumers to, you know, increasing interest rates, increasing fiscal prices. Um, you know, this just places further strain on the budget. And, uh, you know, I think it's just going to, we're going to see a further impact on the economy with regards to that. So, not great news for China. Okay, just turn around there for me, Nadir, uh, because the line, the quality um, is deteriorating. Uh, but uh, China and the manufacturing PMI numbers that came out there are steadying. But do you think there's enough hope there for a quick recovery? Well, Sakina, we did see a recovery in the China manufacturing PMI coming in above 50 index points for the first time in a, in a, in a good couple of months. So the manufacturing sector, and remember that the 50 index points uh, level 
separate expansion from contraction. So the Chinese manufacturing sector looking in a slightly better state than what it was a couple of months ago. But the bottom line is that, you know, I don't think there's any quick fixes to China's economic growth story. You know, I mean, it's recovering off a very, very weakened base. It's recovering off uh, the, 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 the Chinese government realizing that they need to cop up economic growth. So, you know, they're doing, they're taking various measures in the short term to prop up economic growth. But unfortunately, you know, I don't think that's sustainable. Um, and we, we have to see the transition or the source of economic growth in China from lower quality to higher quality growth. And I think policymakers remain committed to implementing that. So the bottom line here is that China is changing the source of their economic growth. Manufacturing and investment is going to make up a smaller component of that. We know that Services um, and consumption now make up in excess of 50% of China's economic growth. The fact that wasn't the case, uh, you know, a mere one year ago. So um, manufacturing and 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 and, uh, and manufacturing and investment becoming increasingly um, weaker in the Chinese economy. Although we did see some short-term reprieve on the back of that, um, you know, we saw a little bit of reprieve in commodity prices. But unfortunately, you know, I think these things are going to be very short-lived, and you know, that doesn't spell a very good picture for commodity demand and commodity prices moving forward. No, it certainly doesn't. But what's driving the need for earnings growth in global equities at the moment? Yeah, you know, Shakina, I think over the last couple of years, we've seen, uh, you know, equities deliver fairly decent returns globally. I mean, I'm talking about excluding the one year, uh, excluding the last 12 months or so where they've come under a bit of pressure. Um, but a lot of this, a lot of the returns which have happened to China has been a, as a result of multiples expanding. Basically, uh, investors willing to pay more for one rand of earnings, uh, one rand of future earnings uh, in terms of a multiple. So we saw multiples on the MSCI go up from about, uh, you know, 13 times forward earnings to about 16 times forward earnings. Um, and on the back of that, we saw equities doing fairly decently. Unfortunately, um, earnings haven't been able to keep up with the extent to which multiples have expanded. And as a result of this, um, you know, we, we, we have the situation where global equities have now reached the stage where, yes, they've delivered decent performance, they've come under a bit of pressure and volatility recently. And that's really because uh, there's a desperate need for, for, for returns to now be earnings growth generated. So you basically get returns from three sources in equities. You either get dividends, you get earnings growth, or you get multiple expansion. And, uh, you know, given that, that uh, dividend, the dividend yield of the MSCI world is pretty much in line with where it's been, uh, its average, its long-term average of around 3%, um, you know, there's not going to be much uh, equity return coming from that source. Um, and multi- the multiple expansion source, has been uh, fairly exhausted. So the need for earnings growth is coming through quite strongly now. You know, I think, uh, but in terms of that, you know, the global economy is looking in a, in a healthier position than what it was perhaps one year ago. And that's why the Federal Reserve is talking about increasing interest rates in the U.S. We're seeing inflation and economic confidence improving in the Eurozone. And, uh, you know, as you mentioned, as we mentioned earlier, we've seen a slight tick up in manufacturing data out of China. So, you know, if, if the global economy manages to stabilize and hold up, um, you know, I think it's not, un- it's not unexpected that we'll, ex- that we'll see a marginal improvement in the operating condition to deliver earnings growth. And as a result of that, um, you know, perhaps see companies stop disappointing on the downside, start to deliver some strong earnings growth, and that can continue to drive global equity performance. Thank you so much, Nadir Token, investment analyst at 20. 20-